This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for a sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. On this week's Rogue and Ranger Gamecast, we've got more gaming news than you can shake a stick at, including a new possible kill zone launch. Very exciting. So stick around, we've got a lot for you here today. Welcome everybody back to yet another edition of the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast. I'm of hello, course... Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, hello, hello, Stephen. Um, I'm of course the Ranger, Tanner Pruitt, and over the internet this week with us here, uh, the Rogue, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yes, hello. Hello, Stephen. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, we have some... Uh... Uh, I mean, some some good stuff to talk about, and then some kind of weird stuff to talk about too. But uh, <laughs> but I think it's going to be a fun episode. Well, right on, man. Well, I'm all about it. So um, yeah, obviously with a lot going on in the gaming business here, mm-hmm. uh, it, it sounds like we have an interesting story uh, coming out of the Trump administration and yes. its uh, its ban on Tencent. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. So Trump uh, came out and has placed a, a ban on all uh, financial transactions with the with the Chinese company Tencent. Uh, Tencent for gamers uh, are the people who own Riot Games, uh, the people who make League of Legends. Uh, Tencent also owns Epic Games, uh, the creators of the insanely popular game Fortnite. Um, so on the surface, this sounds crazy. This sounds absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, um, League of Legends and Fortnite, both of them being free-to-play games, they 100% rely on uh, you know microtransactions and, and uh, things like that in order to keep it going. Uh, you know, games like League of Legends and Fortnite, they require 
a lot of money to to keep going, to keep the servers going, and to keep their developers paid and, and things like that. So um, when Trump initially put out this ban, it kind of scared a lot of gamers uh, in... Uh, I mean, rightfully so, uh, because, you know, they thought League of Legends and, and Fortnite wasn't really going to be able to be a thing anymore. Uh, but thankfully, uh, according to Forbes.com, uh, Trump's Tencent ban won't impact League of Legends, Fortnite, or Valorant, which is another uh, another uh, game that Epic Games makes. So, thankfully, uh, according to this article, the... Uh, actual ban itself is specifically on the app that Tencent owns called WeChat, which is just a messenger app, uh, basically very similar to Facebook Messenger uh, or um, or Kick or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like it's, a, it's it, it doubles as a as a communication platform and a, and a payment platform. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, according to uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. According to Sam Dean, uh, I'll have to, uh, uh, LA Times reporter Sam Dean, there we go, mm-hmm. uh, he tweeted out, video game companies owned by Tencent will not be affected by this executive order. White House officials confirmed to the LA Times that the EO only, the EO executive order, only yeah. blocks transactions related to WeChat. So Riot Games with League of Legends, Epic Games with Fortnite are all safe pending updates. Um, he goes on to say, this was pretty much impossible to tell from the executive order itself. I also had a, uh, surprised emoji moment that they were <laughs> roping in riot, uh, when I first read it, but we just mean WeChat is the white house line for tonight. Um, yeah. So just kind of putting some people at ease a little bit. Yeah. Uh, ha- have you ever played either uh, Fortnite or league of legends? I did get into Fortnite just for a little bit here. It was, it was before the big Fortnite boom. I had heard about it from uh, uh, from my friend David, um, mm-hmm. who that who was playing the game, and that's 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 how I learned about it. I wanted to to play some games with him one night because he he and I are are very very close. But you know, sometimes life gets away, and we you know we barely get a chance to talk to one another. But for sure, um, you know. But this was like a few years back. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, jump on this Fortnite game. I'm playing with all sorts of people." And I, what really appealed to me was like it, it was cross-platform, um, which uh, w- which was pretty cool. I got oh, yeah. into it for a little bit. I didn't really quite understand the whole dynamic of it, but I'm sure it's grown so much since I actually played it last a few years ago. Oh yeah, it's. I, I mean, Fortnite is uh, pretty much the biggest game in gaming right now. Um, millions and millions upon millions of users. Uh, unique users uh, log into Fortnite and play for hours every single day. So uh, I, I can un- I can 100% see people getting a little uh, a little worried with, with this 10 cent ban going in. But mm-hmm. but thankfully, uh, Sam Dean has done a little bit more reporting here uh, with the L.A. Times and has confirmed that League of Legends and Fortnite, at least for now, are, are completely safe and are not involved in that order. So that's that's mm-hmm. always good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think that it, uh, this obviously is somewhat related, but but also not related to uh, the the banning of TikTok or the proposed banning of right. TikTok. Um, so um, you know, those are different stories, but very very similar at the same time. It seems right, and, and to my knowledge, both of those bans were like announced at the same time. So I, I see people, uh, I, I can see people like uh, bundling them together for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, here's the thing with, with a company like Tencent. Uh, I mean, they're a huge, huge company, one of the biggest in the world, really. And if you're going to be putting out a band like this, you, you need to, especially if the band is only covering their WeChat division, you, you can't just put out an executive order that's like, hey, Tencent is banned. It's like, Okay, well, they have like hundreds of different divisions uh, of of products that they put out. You know, you this is uh, uh, like stock numbers went down in the video game industry because of this executive order. Like, right, you you, you have to be a little bit more careful and, and really put put together a clear plan and, and a clear message. Uh, you can't just do blanket statements like this. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it kind of seemed like with, with a lot of things that that have come out from there, and I'm not—I don't want to get political, but like you know, you need to be clear about things uh, when you mm-hmm. say that. And and a lot of this seemed very, very unclear at the time. 
Uh, so yeah. hopefully now that we've got a little bit more clarification, uh, we can all move along with this story. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so, so gamers, your 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 uh, Fortnite is still in safe hands. Yes, your Fortnite, your League of Legends are all in safe hands. Uh, I'm not. I haven't seen Valorant uh, before. I guess that's another game that uh, Epic Games uh, created. I need to check that one out because it sounds interesting. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, what what does it sound like? Uh, I mean, it kind of sounds like uh, I believe it's a first-person shooter. Um, let me see here. Uh, do 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 do. Free-to-play multiplayer tactical first-person shooter developed and published by oh Riot Games. So it's it's actually made by the people who did uh, League of Legends, not Fortnite. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, came well, out. Uh, oh, it's actually very new. Came out on the second of June of this year. So very new. Sitting around a four star rating on on Google. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not not too bad. I'll check that out. Bad, not bad at all. I used to be huge into League of Legends, uh, and uh, I don't know. I got out of League of Legends because of the community. It's an extremely toxic community, and that's like a well-known thing. Um, mm. But League of Legends as a game is very, very well-made. So might have to check out Valorant and see what they're doing nowadays. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, uh, let's see here. So um, moving on from, from political tariff ban news that's kind of boring uh go on to something that's uh slightly horrifying uh i would say it's terribly horrifying i was personally very scared it's it's very strange yes um but let's just jump into it so uh according to technology.inquire.net uh writer oh we don't have a writer on this okay well there you have it from Enquirer.net. From um, an anonymous writer. Yes. Uh, Shin Tae-il, also known as the infamous angry Korean gamer, set his crotch area on fire as a penalty for losing a Fall Guys game following suggestions of his viewser, viewers as per US-based Korean pop blog All K-Pop earlier today, August 8th. So this actually, I guess, took place yesterday. Um yeah, so the Yeesh. deal Yeah, the deal was for him to set his private parts on fire for 5 seconds if he did not come in first place for a particular round. So he did. Uh Yes. Um that's, that's awful. Yes, there there is video of it if you care to uh see that. Uh I did check it out. It's uh pretty intense. It's uh <laughs> to say the least. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect. This uh this guy Lights his underwear on fire. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Um, it's, <laughs> it's. Um, look, uh, don't take this too seriously, guys. It's it's a game. Uh-huh. It's it's it like I get that you get competitive sometimes. You you might make a stupid bet, uh, but mm-hmm. don't like offer up like self mutilation. Like no. that's taking it way too far. Like, like yes, oh, I'm gonna it, light myself on fire if I don't win this game. Well, you know that's a the, the odds aren't great. You know, yeah. like, like why would you take such a big risk for zero reward and only pain? Well, see, th- here's the thing. I think he just took it a little too far. Like, I, I understand, you know, because doing something like this, not this, but doing something like this, uh, you know, gets. I mean, we're reading one right now. Gets articles written about you and, and and things like that. But maybe just do something like, oh, if you miss, if you lose this round, you got to eat a ghost pepper or something like, yeah, maybe, like something that's that's funny and engaging, but maybe not setting your privates on fire. Right. Like I'm reading the article. Like he went to the hospital. He was he has second degree burns. Yes. You know, like that's a that's a pretty big risk. You know, I mean, you you may not have your junk anymore if you didn't, uh, uh, pl- you know, if if you place this kind of bet, you know, yeah. so that's a that's a yeah. pretty big risk, man. Um, I mean, maybe he'll he'll have to grow grow another uh, <laughs> another one on his arm. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to the Tanner and Stephen Variety Hour uh variety on wednesdays show. variety show sorry i keep yeah. messing that up <laughs> no you're fine um yeah i mean it's it's very odd man like I don't, I don't know why you would do this to yourself it's um i don't know yeah it's, it's not my bag man it's not my bag no, definitely not my bag either um what one thing i do want to talk about here uh slightly related but also slightly unrelated um okay. 
so the the deal was, uh, you know, if he if he lost the round uh, of the game, he would do this. And the game was called Fall Guys. Uh, I just want to talk about Fall Guys for a second because it's actually a really really great game I've been playing recently. Uh, oh, have nice. you heard of it? I have not actually. No. Okay, so it, it's actually just a, it's a really fun game. It's so are you familiar with like battle royales? Uh, yeah. And, and like what that is in a game? Yeah. So it's a battle royale game almost, uh, but basically it's it's separated into rounds, and each round is very similar to like Mario Party. Basically, it's just like mm. oh, go through this obstacle course uh, of some kind, or um, one of the rounds is called uh, Tail Grab, and say there's like 15 uh, people in the arena. Uh, five of them will spawn in with tails, and then the the object of that round is to uh, you know snag a tail off of somebody. And when the round ends, if you have a tail, you move on to the next round, and it goes uh, like that all the way down to uh, one winner. But hmm. it's a really really fun game. At, at its surface, it looks like just like a weird like game that like maybe. They didn't really spend much time on or, or something like that. It doesn't look like it runs very well. It looks like a very simple game. Uh, but uh, the simplicity of it, I think, is what makes it really good. And I really think that this game could be super huge because it, it combines Battle Royale, which is like the biggest trend in gaming right now, with like Mario Party mini games. Uh, I could see this hmm. taking off as like a, a real big like family party game. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend you check it out. It is free currently on uh, PlayStation. Normally it is $20, I believe, but it's free right now. Uh, so highly recommend uh, grabbing that and, and giving it a shot. It, it will surprise you, I will say. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah no, that, uh, that definitely sounds like a fun time, Steven. It's good. Uh, but I will say... Not worth setting your uh, setting your privates on fire over. Yeah, not not worth losing your junk over. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here we go. Sorry, I'm just pulling up a new article here. Uh, so got got a little bit of rapid fire news for you here. So uh, according yeah. to ComicBook.com, PlayStation leaker claims forgotten PS2 and PS3 series is being revived as PS5 game. Uh, so Ooh. the the game that he is referring to here is uh, possibly a new Killzone game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Killzone, very popular uh, game in the in the past. Uh, more recently, with Killzone Shadowfall on the PS4, um, didn't sell amazingly, but it, it did its job. It, it was a launch title for the PS4, so it was kind of just in there to you know, show you the the graphical capabilities uh, of the PS4. Uh, the game itself was fine. It was fine. It yeah. It wasn't amazing. Uh, ha did you ever play Shadowfall? Killzone Shadowfall? I didn't play Shadowfall. I did play the original couple titles that Killzone launched because, uh, I mean, I'll fully admit, I bought into the hype of Killzone because it was, it was out around the same time as Halo was. Yep. Um, and I was, um, I was kind of, I think I was in like high school or middle school. I can't remember exactly. Probably middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Halo parties were the whole big thing where, you know, you would get like, you know, you'd go over to a friend's house, get jacked up on sugar and like, you know, uh, you, you'd play Halo all night basically. Like right. these, these all night sessions with like, with like playing Halo matchups and link, like linking the Xboxes uh, all throughout the house. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, we, we would definitely do that. And, um, but, but I was a PlayStation guy. Like I had, I had Sony and, you know, I, I didn't have an Xbox. Um, so when they launched Killzone, it, it was really being touted as like the Halo killer, uh, back in the right, day, like right. Sony's answer to Halo. Um, and I, I thought it was a good enough story of like, like dystopian story of like, you know, um, you know, there's this like new order of like, you know, killers basically. And you're part of this alliance to like, you know, the, these rebels to like take down like this fascist group, mm -hmm. uh, of, of marauding soldiers. It was, and it was actually like, I liked the gameplay of it being first person shooter and everything, but mm -hmm. yeah, um, it, it wasn't necessarily the, the big ca uh, halo killer that I think everybody hyped it up to be at first. Yeah, I, I mean, history certainly shows that. I, I mean, Killzone is definitely a, a very popular, um, 
you know, gaming series, you know, spanning multiple generations. And uh, even even though Killzone Shadowfall didn't do amazingly on the PS4, I mean, even we saw, uh, you know, Killzone Shadowfall footage during the last uh, PlayStation event. So it, it's obviously a, a title that they still hold dear and, and that they obviously would... Um, most likely want to work on at, at some future point. And a lot of uh, the reason a lot of people are saying that this could be kill zone is because a, uh, a, a new anonymous leaker uh, who's been on a roll lately has uh, basically come out and said that this would be the case. Um, like, and a, also an anonymous leaker as in like somebody who works for anonymous or somebody who's like, just it, like who's anonymous, who is anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's just an anonymous person. Uh, that, no, they do not know, work like, for the organization. I didn't know that anonymous was like going after like Killzone and like Sony no. and stuff like that. <laughs> Man, they're really branching out. Possibly. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, and then after after Horizon Zero Dawn came out uh, with Guerrilla Games, uh, Guerrilla Games is now a two team uh, gaming studio. So uh, obviously. Horizon uh, Two Forbidden West got announced. So that's what one of the the teams is working on but what is the other team working on and uh due to them uh sweeping up some rainbow six siege of people that that worked on that game uh to work on this second team a lot of people are are thinking that it will be a a kill zone since it is a first person shooter so interesting yeah i mean i'm certainly down for it uh like i said kill zone shadowfall wasn't my jam necessarily but uh guerrilla games is a fantastic studio uh so i don't know i'll, I'll give it a shot yeah give just, a give shot. It a, just give it just give it a try yeah uh who knows if it'll be a, a ps5 launch title i don't know if they're uh, still holding some games uh you know close to the chest i don't know there there is one more rumored uh sony state of play uh, scheduled in order to give off the price and the uh, the pre-order date and things like that. And it's possible that they might show some new games. So if this is true, who knows? Uh, maybe we'll see that, that kill zone come up in the next day or so. Mm, perhaps. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, I would be excited. Hopefully they could like do some, some interesting stuff with kill zone. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, maybe similar to like kind of like what our thoughts were on the fable series, maybe taken in a different direction see yeah. where things go from there absolutely absolutely I, i'd personally love uh kill zone to to really like really go in on the the futuristic kind of stuff and uh similar to kind of what what titanfall's been doing the last few years and, and kind of lean into that really heavily i think would be pretty cool mm, i agree um next piece of rapid fire news uh Marvel Avengers uh, just released their beta uh, this past week. Um, mm, getting some yes. good reviews. And we also just got the announcement that Spider-Man will be an ex- a PlayStation-exclusive character on that game whenever it does launch. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, I've, seen, I've been seeing a lot of, like... Um like the Avengers beta, like mm-hmm. adverts popping up recently. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're really uh, putting out that game and like you know trying to hype it up real big. Um, have, have we seen any like early reviews or early indications of what like like the gameplay is and how like the story is going and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I mean we we've seen uh, some gameplay for sure. Uh, we we've had a few articles and, and quotes about like what is happening in the game. Um, I. I'll have to look those up uh, here in a second, though. But uh, the gameplay looks really, really good, uh, in my opinion. It looks a lot like, uh, I don't know, it kind of looks like Ultimate Alliance uh, from back in the day, if if you are familiar with those games, but with a lot more, uh, a lot more polish on it. A lot more polish. Mm, mm. Okay. Well, that's definitely good. Well, and the added incentive, if, if, if you're getting the PlayStation version, the added incentive of getting Spider-Man, if you're a really big Spider-Man fan and maybe you've been hopping X- Xbox exclusive recently, that might give you a reason or two uh, to uh, to really spring forward and, and, and maybe look at uh, the PS5's direction as well. Absolutely. No, I mean, uh, Spider-Man is 
he's huge. I mean, Spider-Man is one of the biggest uh, superheroes in, in the world. So, I mean, to have him be a PlayStation exclusive, I mean, it's it's pretty big. And, and I'm sure this game with, uh, you know, all of the success that the, the Marvel MCU has been having. Um, I just said Marvel MCU. So that's like Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. But, uh, uh, you know, with all the success that those movies have been having, Marvel's as big as ever. Uh, I have no doubt that this game is going to be huge. And so yeah. with Spider-Man only being on PlayStation, I mean, that's that's pretty big. Um, I do want to ask you one opinion uh, about yeah. this, though. Um, throughout the, the PS4 and Xbox One life cycle, there was a lot of... Uh, these like PlayStation exclusive items and PlayStation exclusive events and characters and weapons and things like that. Uh, Destiny uh, was a big example of it. Almost every time there was a, a new expansion for Destiny, PlayStation would get, uh, you know, like an exclusive mission or an exclusive weapon or or something like that. And, uh, you know, if you play on PlayStation, that's great. You get all these new free cool stuff. Um but a lot of people on on PC and and Xbox and to a smaller degree uh, on Switch have said that this is a very anti-consumer practice and, and the the fact that Sony is basically uh, you know paying these studios to have an exclusive piece of content is is uh, kind of short selling everyone else on the other platforms because they're not mm. having access to this content as well. What do you think about that? Um. Well, I, I've got mixed opinions on it. Right. Um, on, on one hand, um, you know, I would sit here and uh, like, this is totally a non gaming perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but on one hand I'm like, well, that's just capitalism, right? I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, for sure. Like, 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 you know, Sony had the right to go ahead and do that and you know, that they, they went and, and did it. There's nothing that's stopping them from doing that. Now, uh, as an idealist and, and somebody who uh, is against that kind of, you know, th- these kind of practices, somebody who, who is more utilitarian than most, um, you know, I, I do see this as a kind of a big slap in the face towards other gamers who may have wanted to, to use Spider-Man but are, are choosing only to stay exclusively on Xbox. Um, right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I'm a bit conflicted on the issue. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, I don't think there's anything that that really stops Sony uh, mm-hmm. from being able to to continue this practice. I don't think it's right, but um, as of right now, I mean, there's not any there's not anything that says that they can't do this here, Stephen. Right. No, I I pretty much agree with that. Um, you know, I, I do a hundred percent understand the viewpoint of like, hey, it's not really fair that we paid the same price for this game and and they get more game. Uh, specifically because they're on, you know, a certain platform. I, I definitely understand that argument, but uh, you know, kind of like you said, I mean, that's capitalism for you. I mean, right. there, there's there's really nothing that can be done there. Uh, I mean, go ahead. I'll, I'll say this: maybe what, and I think that they we used to see this a lot more back in the day, where PlayStation and Xbox would each get some kind of exclusive kind of feature, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think I think. Like Xbox and, and well, just Microsoft in general, just need to kind of step up that negotiating game a little bit more and be like, okay, well, yeah, um, you know, if you're gonna give Sony exclusive options for Spider-Man, then mm-hmm. we get exclusivity to Black Panther, right? Right, you know, right. Like, 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 you know, find a, a character that's kind of on that same level um, that that can match it. That you can say, okay, well, you know what? If if you know if you want to get the PlayStation, cool, you're gonna get Spider-Man. If mm-hmm. you're gonna get the Xbox version. Well, you get Black Panther, or you can get um, uh, one of whoever, right? Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. there, there, there are workarounds to this, I'm sure. For sure, um, yeah. And, and I mean, if we're... I definitely don't want to go down that route, uh, because that's... I mean, that's not really solving the problem. That That's just giving a, another solution uh, to, to a certain degree. But, I mean, that still has... You know, PS4 players not being able to play Black Panther and Xbox players not being able to play right. Spider-Man. Well, and you know, and maybe maybe the answer maybe is not like divided up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe maybe the answer should be okay. Well, you know, uh, there's a certain amount of characters that um, that are available to unlock, and you can either unlock them in game by completing X number of missions or accomplishing X, Y, or Z. Or mm-hmm. you know, and, and I know that we we are not the biggest fans of microtransactions. Uh, right. Or you can download the characters as a DLC. 
mm-hmm. you pay ten bucks and download the the I guess the Spider Man Black Panther premium pack, and you right, have right. access to both Black Panther and Spider Man for ten bucks or twenty bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. And they did say that that this uh, Spider Man character will be a DLC. Uh, I haven't found uh, very definitively whether it will be a paid DLC or or if it's a, a free DLC for all PlayStation owners. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, um, you know, I I definitely get the the sentiment of it being very anti consumer. And honestly, I agree with you, um, like wholeheartedly. It, it is anti consumer. This is a, a tactic that that Sony uses in order to get people on their platform. And yes, it, it does alienate certain people. Uh, but at the end of the day, Sony doesn't really care about. They're like they they shouldn't care about Xbox users. You know they they care about getting people on their platform. So I, I see both sides. Uh, but as a gamer, I would prefer this kind of stuff to stop and just you know sixty dollars gets you the game done. Uh, yeah. Let let's yeah. let's let's stop with all these exclusives. And that's even coming from someone who plays on PlayStation. And I get all of these exclusive things. Um, but it, it's really not that good. Like Destiny. Uh, would put out like these exclusive guns for PlayStation and every single one of them sucked. Like they, they all were like not very good weapons and the missions were not very good. So it's like, yeah, we get these exclusives, but like for what? Right. Like why? It's really not that good. It doesn't add that much to it. I don't know. We we spent a little bit more time on that than, than I thought we would, but it's good conversation though. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I like it. Let's see here. Uh, another piece of rapid fire news. According to a recent earnings call with EA, uh, they have teased Titanfall three. Now oh, I don't nice. know. I don't know if you're familiar with Titanfall, but uh, Titanfall is a fantastic, fantastic series uh, that was launched at a very unfortunate time and kind of buried the sequel, uh, which was really, really good. Uh, Titanfall two came out. I believe 2016, somewhere around there. Uh, but it released smack dab in the middle of the new Call of Duty and the new Battlefield. Um, so EA absolutely should have delayed the game and uh, given it some space away from those types of games in order to get a little bit more sales on it. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, they needed to put it out then and there. And because of the brand name recognition of Battlefield and Call of Duty, uh, Titanfall 2 uh, really got got super buried and, and wasn't talked about very often. But the game mm. is great. Titanfall mm-hmm. 2 is fantastic. And uh, I, I really wish that it was able to to get the, you know, get the uh, get the credit that it deserves, really. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, yeah, the Titanfall games, um, I, I wasn't too big into them, to be perfectly honest. But I, I, I am excited for the fans of the series because I know that uh, those who really enjoy Titanfall uh, are, are going to be super thrilled with this news for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, it's it's no surprise that they're making another one. Um, for me personally, I think the quality of uh, excuse me, I got some hiccups. Um, I think the quality of, of Titanfall as a series speaks for itself, and, and I think it would be an absolute crime to not continue the series. Um, that being said, I mean, it's EA. They're, they're a very large company. They have to think about, uh, you know, profits and earnings and things like that. And, and Titanfall 2 probably didn't perform how they would how they wanted it to. But I think with, with the, the quality of the games, it's a no brainer to keep it going. Um, so, uh, yeah, just the, the quick actual quote of the, of the leak. Um, it says uh, Jorgensen tease. Maybe we'll see Titanfall sometime down the road. That is the the quote from the earnings call. So, I mean, they wouldn't have said it if it wasn't a thing. So, uh, I'm sure Titanfall 3 is currently in development, honestly. Well, there you go. Sounds yeah. like fun. And, and that's that's one man's humble opinion. You know, I could be wrong. But uh, just based off of that, based off, uh, you know, the wording of that, I would assume that it's in development. Yeah, I mean, that that's what's the what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> so re- rejoice, Titanfall fans! Rejoice. <laughs> so that's our rapid fire news uh, segments. Uh, they were a little bit more thought provoking, so it was a little bit 
it wasn't really rapid fire necessarily, but it's good conversation either way. Yeah, good conversation pieces. Yeah. Uh, and, and this one's another interesting one. We're going to pivot to uh, some of our big topics for the day. Uh, and I, I really want to get your opinion on this, Tanner, because, uh, you know, you and I, uh, obviously, I, I think we're, we're two sides of the same coin. We're, we're very, very similar. But at the end of the day, we're, we're from two very different generations. So I want to, to get your take <laughs> Steven, uh, on like, this. Like, Tanner's old. All right. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But you you are older than me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By, by a chunk, so... Um, <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. I'm just, I'm just going to get on with the show. <laughs> what's, what's an N64, Tanner? I didn't... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> now, that, now that Tanner thinks I hate him. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> let's just jump into this. So, uh, according to TheVerge.com, uh, writer Julia Alexander, she has an article here saying, Vin wants to recreate the magic of G4 TV, but with YouTube and Twitch stars. So this article is talking about a new uh, a new TV channel called VIN, uh, stands for Video Game and Entertainment News Network. Um, terrible name, in my opinion, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. Um, VIN TV, okay. Yeah, VIN TV. So uh, basically, what they're trying to do here is, uh, uh, like the like the article says, recreate the magic of G4 TV. So they're planning on having, um, you know, a, a a daily, uh, you know, TV lineup with with uh, produced shows and, and interviews and uh, gameplay exclusives from from different games. Have uh, you know industry news, uh, industry insiders come on for interviews uh, and, and things like that, and, and basically just kind of do G four in a modern sense. Um, so one one question I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, what was your experience with G4 TV back in the day and shows like, uh, you know, X-Play, uh, you know, Attack of the Show and things like that? But yeah, um, back when I was a younger lad all those years ago. Uh... God damn it. Back, <laughs> back when the dinosaurs were roaming the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah. Back when we, when we had to hunt down our food. Um... <laughs> So yeah, no G four. I remember it being um, really actually cutting edge because there there really weren't there really wasn't anything like it um, before at the time. So like it, it was it was definitely very cutting edge from what I can remember, and like like it provided a lot of really good content, a lot of good news reviews, and obviously there's a lot of gaming stuff on there, uh, like a lot of it. I mean that's that's the that's the centric part of what is G four, um, right. and it did spawn a lot of different personalities as well, um, which I mean is is, is definitely very good because uh, because yep. it's helping make careers. Um, this is true. This is true. I mean, so, Olivia Munn was, was on uh, was on Attack of the Show for a very, very long time, and now look at—I mean, look at her now. Yeah, she she was dating Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I find it to be interesting uh, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they plan on taking this, I, I'm I'm not quite sure. Obviously, a big thing in um, just YouTube and Twitch circles in general. I mean, Twitch was designed for gamers, mm-hmm. uh, it, from from my experience. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, and, and YouTube to a degree also has a huge gaming following. Uh, so there's a lot to take into consideration there too. Uh, mm-hmm. that being said, I mean. <sighs> As an older fellow, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I turned thirty in like twenty days. I'm not. I'm talking like I'm like dying. Yeah. No, you're um, not. You're not old at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 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 as somebody who's kind of like a little bit older from from that generation of of I guess um, multimedia, perhaps. Um, I, I don't really have any connection with YouTube stars or Twitch stars. I I know right. that they're a big deal. Um, but like, I don't know. I think that it it will certainly continue to have the mass following that all of these content creators have going into the project. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you're going to try and sell, um, an older person like myself, Mm -hmm. who is not hip and cool, um, (laughs) then, then you will, uh, you might have a little bit of a harder time appealing. For sure. No, I I definitely see your point there. And and I mean, (sighs) The the weird thing about this is, you know, uh, you know, Twitch streamers and, and YouTube personalities, YouTube streamers or, or whatever you want to call them, um, right. you know, a, a lot of their fans do skew young. 
uh, but there are a lot that that do have older fans as well. I would say the vast majority, though, do skew young, which is interesting that they're trying to do a a TV deal instead of just launching a platform. Like maybe, uh, you know, Vin can be a, a production company and then their shows appear on Twitch and appear on YouTube. Uh, and they did say some content will stream on Twitch and YouTube, but the vast majority of it will be a TV channel, which, I mean, TV ha- TV and cable itself has been dying for, for decades now. And I... This just kind of seems like a weird move, personally. Um, I, I loved G4 back in the day. Uh, I-, I watched the hell out of Attack of the Show and X-Play. Um, but I don't watch TV anymore. And very like a lot of people don't watch TV anymore. So I, I feel like they it-, it would be a lot better if they shifted their focus from TV onto online. and uh, Like a whole app, perhaps? Yeah, maybe a whole app or or even just, uh, you know, a channel on YouTube, uh, an account on Twitch that, that they can uh, continuously update on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Julia Alexander from The Verge uh, continues and says, Vin's immediate pitch almost feels outdated. People looking for esports and gaming coverage are now likely to tune in directly to their favorite stars and personalities on Twitch and YouTube. Right. A network operating on a strict schedule centered on a slate of highly produced programming feels like the antithesis of where gaming entertainment exists today. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think she's I think she's right on the money there. Um, she continues to say, Vin's founders think that G4 TV had the right idea, just not at the right time. Now, 91% of Gen Z play video games and participate in gaming culture. Um, yes, that's true. But how many of that 91% of Gen Z are watching cable on a regular basis? Well, and how many of people, not only just how many of Gen Z watch cable, how many can afford cable, right? Yeah, uh, c- exactly. Cable is, cable is expensive. Now, I do get Vin's kind of point of view here, to be quite honest, um, because I understand that it might feel antiquated to do a like a cable channel for video gaming and video gaming mm-hmm. coverage. Um, but uh, whereas a YouTube account may, might make some good money, some good, it's not right. bad, it's fine, uh, it, it does decent. Um, mm-hmm. But but at the same time, it's, it's like, um, what's the right way of saying this? YouTube is, is, it generates a lot of money, it generates a lot of attention. Um, but with cable, it generates a ton of money on sponsors and this is the true. amount of, the yeah. amount of money that, that Venn TV could get just out of sponsorship alone would heavily outweigh what it would do off of a YouTube channel, perhaps. Um, I definitely agree with that, but at the same time, you can't, you know, all, everything that drives that ad money is viewership and right. like gaming culture lives on the internet. Like that, that's undeniable that that is where it lives. And, you know, in the past few years, we've, we've started getting like, uh, you know, some esports on, on, uh, on ESPN and, and, you know, more things like that. But I, I still don't think, I, I don't know, man. I, I really yeah. think that a, a TV channel is, uh, not the way to go, at least in today's climate. I mean, look at, look at G4 TV. I mean, G4 was, for all intents and purposes, if, if you're a, a video game fan, G4 as a channel was perfect. It, it was right. it was the perfect platform for you, and it still failed. Right. So, and, I, and I think and I think that's where that's where we have like the the crux here. It mm-hmm. is like you're you're putting together a cable channel geared towards young people, but young people aren't watching TV. Young people aren't paying for cable. Right. But but it's it's something that you can certainly generate a lot of money doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think there is just a massive conflict there. Uh, we'll just have to see, um, where this goes. I, I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it can work. I think it could work. It just, I mean, you just have to somehow find a way to get the younger folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, them youngins, uh, yeah. to, to tune in and, 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 and actually watch a cable station. Right. I have to wait and see. Uh, yep. Yeah. You have to sell it, right? 
hundred percent. I think what what they really should do is um, instead of having a major focus on TV and then also uh, uploading some content to Twitch and YouTube, uh, I really think they need to have an equal representation for cable and Twitch and YouTube. So ha- have your cable, uh, you know, your cable shows, you'll, you'll have your regular scheduled programming on, on there. And then on Twitch and YouTube, uh, or, or maybe even if you had your own website, possibly do like four ninety nine a month. And that will get you all the content that would normally be on the TV channel uh, right there, ready to stream. And then the TV channel can be, uh, you know, a, a, a bundle that you add on to your cable or something like that. Uh, I just think if they if they go way too hard on TV and don't focus on the online aspect enough, I think we might have another G4 on our hands. But I, I hope I'm wrong because, I, you know, video game video gaming has been uh, getting very, very popular very popular lately, uh, you know, especially in the last 10, 15 years. So having one spot where where you can just you can pop it on doesn't really matter what they're playing. You can pop it on and be entertained as a gamer. I mean, I want that. I, I want that to succeed. Yeah, I, I would, too. You know, I mean, we can only hope for the best, really. Right. This is true. We can only hope for the best. <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's one big exciting thing uh best of luck to all the people at vin and and i hope they're able to to put together some really interesting uh kind of programming for us uh shifting over to that to our last topic here um according to washington post uh, phil spencer had sat down with uh, a writer for washington post gene park and uh had a little interview uh kind of about the the future of xbox where phil spencer's head is uh going into this next console generation uh what he feels about console war uh xbox's uh you know direction uh going forward so i'm just going to read a, a few quotes here and we can talk about them so yeah. let's see and, here. And who is Phil Spencer, Stephen? Oh, I, my apologies. Uh, Phil Spencer is uh, basically the head of Xbox. He uh, he is. Uh, I mean, he he does all of the interviews for Xbox. He he's the the lead marketing guy. Uh, the lead. I mean, he's he's the head of everything. Everyone reports to him, whether it be the marketing team, the development team, the gaming team, in any team. Everyone reports to Phil Spencer uh, when it comes to Xbox. Well, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, I should have uh, should have uh, prefaced that. His official title is Xbox Chief and Microsoft's Executive Vice President of Gaming. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, very, very his, important uh, guy. Extremely important guy. Yes, extremely important. He he's for all intents and purposes the guy. Uh, when it comes to Xbox, so anything he says here, uh, you can you can rest assured that that will most likely be reflected in Xbox's marketing and uh, plans going forward. So uh, this first quote is, is talking about the the idea of the console wars, basically, and uh, the the Sony versus Microsoft, uh, Nintendo versus Sega uh, kind of thing. So uh, first quote here, he says, this idea that in order for the industry to grow, some companies must succeed and others must fail. It doesn't help gaming reach the potential it should. He goes on to say, we should be driven to help gaming as an industry grow for creators to take the biggest risks that they can. When a great game comes out, we should applaud it, whether it's for PC or PlayStation or on a Switch. He goes on to say, we should focus on this industry that we love and see it continue to grow, and we should protect it from the issues that it does have. If we're going to spend energy, let's go spend it on these things, not my piece of plastic is better than your piece of plastic. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a productive conversation. Um, yes, absolutely, Phil. Um, 100%. And, and I love yeah. that, that uh, you know, someone... Uh, obviously, it's no surprise that that he holds this kind of view, uh, but it's nice to hear from from someone from one of the biggest companies be like, "Yeah, we're all in it together." You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I like that point of view. I definitely respect where he's coming from, and and he's trying to. I mean, as um, I mean, obviously, we we do headlock talk on Mondays, and mm-hmm. we see week in week out how divisive and um, how fractious the wrestling community is 
uh, as far as like WWE fans and AEW fans. Right. Uh, in some in some aspects, uh, gaming fans like whether you're on the Sony side of things or uh, you know the Xbox side of things, or if you're a PC gamer, sometimes that can be as as a contentious as a debate as what you see in the wrestling community. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think that this here certainly helps diffuse a lot of that kind of angst and mm-hmm. that uh, entrenchment in the debate between everything here. If you're having one of the top guys of one of those companies come out and, and say, rightfully so, you know, this, is, this isn't a competition. We're all looking to, I mean, that we, we are friendly competitive and that we mm-hmm. are trying to all push each other to do as best as we possibly can. Um, absolutely you know then, then then i can definitely get 100 percent behind that oh yeah and, and i mean the the whole console wars thing uh i mean i'm a playstation guy uh my roommate justin is an xbox guy whatever like it doesn't really matter we're, we're both gamers uh we we both enjoy games and, and i i just don't think it's very i i agree with phil here i don't think it's a very productive conversation um you know oh my thing's better than your thing okay, fine, maybe we should find ways to make both of them better. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because that helps everybody, you know? Yeah, push, push everybody to be better, uh, mm-hmm. I think is the the overall uh, lesson learned here. <laughs> so I, I agree with Phil. For sure. Uh, he, he goes on to, to talk about uh, kind of some of the... the uh, new directions uh, that that Xbox is going forward with. Um, So we talked a a few weeks ago about um, how Xbox is, uh, you know, releasing Xbox Series X games on the Xbox One. Um, Any Microsoft exclusive games will also be released on the PC and and things like that. And I had originally had a, uh, you know, a viewpoint of, you know, that that's all well and good. It's very... um, very consumer friendly, but it might not be the best idea um, a- as a gaming company trying to make money. Um, mm. And to a certain degree, I still agree with that. Uh, but he has talked about some some other stuff here uh, that we will go into that that kind of makes me think a little bit harder about my original stance. So right, well, I, I think that some of the stuff that he just said kind of really points out his philosophy behind that decision making, right? For sure. You know, uh, I, I think that, that 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 alone right there gives you good insight into in, into his line of thinking as to why they're making the decisions they, they're making. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, go on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Phil Spencer revealed on Thursday that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will include its upcoming xCloud feature. So xCloud is basically a, a feature that uh, all Xbox games... Uh, all, to my knowledge, uh, Xbox games will include, which will basically have um, all of your saves uh, be uh, compatible no matter what platform you're playing on. So uh, say you have, uh, you know, the new Halo Infinite game, you're playing on Xbox One uh, Series X, you're you're really enjoying it. Uh, but then, you know, you have a friend on PC and, and he wants you to switch over to PC. Well, with the xCloud feature, uh, you can then, uh, you know, get the game on PC uh, and your save that you were playing on originally on Xbox One or Xbox Series X or what have you uh, will transfer over in its entirety uh, over to the PC platform, um, which is awesome. It, it's basically a, a cross-save feature, like, bumped up to 11. Uh, so wow. a, any platform that, that the game is playable on, uh, you'll be able to transfer your save over to that, which is cool, and vice versa, Um at any point. So, uh, you know, you're playing that game, switching over to PC, play that for a few hours. Oh, but now you want to go back to series X. You can switch it back over and have all of that, uh, all of that progress transfer over. So it's basically like, Oh, if you have halo infinite on multiple consoles, you can play your save of the con of the game at all times, no matter what you're playing on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty awesome. It's Um... pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it being a really useful feature to have, and I and like I said, I think that that's again kind of hand in hand with maybe uh, the other comments that we uh, that that we had discussed before. You know, that that flexibility and <laughs> being able to 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 play the game in the way that you want to play it, what what in whatever fashion that that might be. For sure, no, absolutely. 
Uh, he he goes uh, on to uh, kind of further expand the Xbox Games Pass and, and kind of where his head is at on it. Um, the Xbox Games Pass, for uh, people who are not familiar, is basically like a Netflix-like subscription uh, to Microsoft Games and, and gaming in general, where uh, you would you would pay a monthly fee. Uh, I forget what the fee is off the top of my hand. I'll, I'll have to look it up. But uh, you pay a monthly fee, and it, instead of buying all of your games individually, uh, you then have access to a catalog of games that you can then download from there uh, stream off of the off of the platform itself and, and basically uh, you're just paying for a subscription to all of the games that Xbox has made available on that platform and uh, based on how they're how they're talking about it this seems to be um, kind of their future uh, for for their at least their corner of the gaming industry uh, it looks like they're they're trying to push this uh, this games pass very very hard. And it's a cool yeah. feature too. Well, and and I actually noticed uh, PlayStation does have a similar product, and I'm like I said, I'm probably showing my age and how how um, less of an expert I am compared to you. But PlayStation That's actually right. does have a <laughs> PlayStation does have a uh, a similar product um, yes. where where you can uh, do essentially the same thing. And I think right now they're offering a seven day free trial for it. I think it's what is it PlayStation Now? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, um, PlayStation so, so, Now. So PlayStation Now is indeed a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'll make a slight amendment to maybe what I said a couple weeks ago. Um, but um, I will say that the um, the catalog that's available for that is you know fairly limited. Um, yes. Whereas the catalog for what Xbox is proposing sounds like it's the whole catalog. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the main difference between Xbox Game Pass and uh, PlayStation Now is Xbox Game Pass is new games, uh, whereas PlayStation Now is almost like a backwards compatible streaming service. Um, there, you won't find very many uh, brand new games on PlayStation Now. There's very few PS4 games on PlayStation Now. It's mostly uh, PlayStation One, Two, and Three games. So that's that's the big distinction there. And, and what I think the Xbox Game Pass has going for it is you'll you'll pay that monthly subscription, and yeah, you'll have a catalog of all these older games that you can play. But you know, Titanfall Three is coming out next month, and it will be included on that also. So it, it's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, but, I would say so. Uh, Phil Spencer goes on to uh, talk about uh, the Xbox Games Pass. Here he says, bringing up an analogy like Instagram is so great of an example. Gaming in a lot of ways has been disconnected from the social norms that people on every other platform can have. Imagine in Spotify, if I was on my PC to create a playlist and I booted it up on my phone and I didn't see the playlist. Of course, a login name means that all my favorites and playlists come with me across every device. Gaming has advanced for sure, but we're a little behind some of the apps and other platforms in terms of the playability and capability, which I 100% agree with. Uh, He then goes on to say he thinks of shows like how Tiger King might have not been greenlit by major studios and hopes that Xbox Game Pass can provide similar explosive potential for newer game concepts. Um, Mm. Let's see here. Uh, He also says, because there's such an initial friction for a new customer to get into a game, which includes the retail price point, and games have to do things and work really hard to overcome that friction, Game Pass games are games that test the traditional tropes of games and allow creators to get adventurous. Um, Yeah, so this is really, really cool. I I mean, basically what he's saying here is that, um, you know, with the Xbox Game Pass being... Uh, you know, consistent income. It's a subscription service, so obviously they'll they'll have money coming in every single month from this service. And, and basically, what he's saying here is that um, this will provide them the capital to be able to take bigger risks on, on some you know interesting concept kind of games that that really aren't like anything else and really haven't been done before um which is a really cool concept i mean look at look at netflix uh, i mean they have like i don't know seems like 5000 netflix originals now and there's there's a lot of shows on there that are made for a niche like like a super super niche category like uh mm. there there's like a weed cooking show you know yeah. things like that and, swedish and, true crime 
Exactly. Like, those are shows that would not be greenlit in, in a normal, like, movie environment or normal TV environment. But because Netflix is able to keep the subscription service up, they're able to make the these high-dollar shows that maybe are targeting to a very small demographic, mm-hmm. which uh, is very interesting to me because if you take a look at, uh, you know, a lot of AAA games from... Uh, the PS3, PS4, Xbox One, um, and, and Xbox 360 life cycles. Um, yes, there, there's a lot of really, really great games, but a lot of the AAA games have huge similarities to them. Huge, huge similarities. And the reason for that is because that's what sells, and that's what's been proven to sell, right? But if if Xbox is able to take a chance on some kind of weirder concepts or more out-of-the-box concepts, we could be seeing games that we never even would have dreamed of out of this. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's 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 highly experimental, and I can definitely appreciate you know that point of view on it, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just based on this, man, it, it seems like uh, Xbox is kind of... And it even says it in the uh, headline of the article, Xbox is kind of moving away from... Uh, you know, or Microsoft is moving away from we make the Xbox, uh, and they're moving to more of a um, you know we we create games and, and we facilitate games. Um, whether you play on the on our console, the Xbox One, whether you play on PC uh, or or what have you, um, you know we're we're games first instead of buy my console first. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a, I think it's a great move. Yeah, I, I think it is too. Um, I, I mean, what do you think? Do, do you see uh, Sony possibly doing something like this in, in the future, or, or do you think this is Xbox kind of trying to, uh, I, I don't know, kind of break away from the pact and maybe do their own thing? Is this really the future going forward, or is this Xbox taking a really big chance? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is Xbox taking a really big chance on itself and, and, and trusting its its own development to, you know, get you get the gaming community as a whole uh, and, and its fans as something that is cutting edge, something that, that, that they've never really adventured uh, to before. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I can't imagine Sony seeing this and be like being like we're never going to do that. That's such a dumb idea. Right, if, sure. they, if they did, then that would be a very backwards way of thinking. Um, so I, I, I would, I would probably envision there being some kind of um, Sony response to this. It already seems like there is one with the PlayStation now gaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's also one of those things like, um, you know, would what's the best way of saying this? Like, it, it's it's also one of those things where you know they have to put in the work to do it themselves. They have to renovate their own product, so it's not mm-hmm. like old games or backwards compatible games. It's games that that are continuously going to come out and games that are new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I don't think there's going to be too much appeal. I mean, there's probably going to be a, there's probably going to still be some, but there's not going to be a, an abundance of appeal for a streaming service of backwards compatible games. Uh, at least not as much as what you might have if you're doing a a streaming service where it's like like old games and new games mm-hmm. that Xbox will continuously put out. So I do think this is the future. I think that we are going towards a more discless society as far as uh, uh, as as far as content consumption is concerned. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think this is the right move, and I think both would be wise to adhere to going forward in such a way. For sure. No, I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I do think this is the future. Um, I, I don't think that if, um, if uh, how, what am I trying to say? If, if Xbox uh, didn't have the generation that it did this last time uh, with, um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there, there's great games that have come out of Xbox and, and everything like that. But at the end of the day, um, Xbox One did not sell anywhere near what they were wanting it to. Uh, so I will say I don't think they would be going this hard on it if the console, the last console generation, had gone their way. Uh, I think this is a, a a way for them to to get back into the conversation in a really really big way. And I think the only way for them to do that is to go, you know, all in on, on this Xbox Game Pass concept. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know if. 
like I said, I don't know if it would have happened if the last generation went their way, but now I'm, I'm kind of happy that it didn't because we're going to get this, this new, uh, you know, streaming platform that, that could spell the future, uh, for gaming as a whole. So yeah, uh, either way it is exciting. Yeah, I would say that that's true, man. I'm very excited about it. We'll have to, we'll have to keep a closer eye and see, uh, where this goes as it develops. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, of course, as this develops, as all of these news stories develop, as uh, we we come closer to this next gen uh, with the PS5 and the Series X, come back over here to the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast and we will have all the news for you. Uh, but that's all we have for you today. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, I think this is great fun, great conversation, lots of good news. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you can get future episodes of not only the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast every Friday, uh, but also Headlock Talk for your pro wrestling news and coverage on Mondays and the Tanner and Stephen Friday show on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this last week's group of episodes have been quite fun. Uh, yes. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm definitely excited uh, to hear what you guys think about it. And uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm, m- mm-hmm. Make sure to also give us a follow on Twitter at Headlock Talk, uh, where you can find the Headlock Talk radio banner. Just follow us. I'll follow you back. It's a good time. Great memories. Um, <laughs> don't forget, folks, uh, we are again uh, issuing out our promo code, promo code HLT10 at naturallyhemps.com, which is for all your CBD needs. Uh, they are definitely a premier CBD uh, provider for all uh, sorts of different products, whether you're looking for sublinguals, gel caps, gummies, or even if you're wanting something like uh, lotions or balms or salves uh, for your skin. Uh, so make sure to use promo code HLT10 at checkout, and that offer never expires. So you get 10% off on all of your purchases using promo code HLT10. Uh, Promo code HLT10 can also be used at naturallypuresanitizer.com, which is uh, for all of your hand sanitizer needs, which is certainly very important nowadays. Uh, Mm -hmm. So make sure uh, you visit naturallypuresanitizer.com, purchase a large supply of hand sanitizer from them at a very low price, uh, using promo code HLT10 for 10% off there too. Um, and in addition to that, if you are a vapor and you're in need of e-liquid, you don't want to go to uh, your local vape shop because either they're closed or maybe they're not wanting to do face-to-face contact, whatever you want to do, uh, you can use promo code HLT10 at AmericanVaporCompany.com. They've got a wide assortment of uh, flavors of e-liquid for you, whether you're wanting tobacco flavors, fruit flavors, menthol flavors, or even candy and cereal flavors. All of those are available to you. You can use promo code HLT10 at checkout for that site as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven, am I missing anything? I think that's everything, man. All righty, man. Well, I've had a lot of fun today. Uh, I hope you guys have too. I am, of course, the Ranger, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt. And as always, with us here, the one, the only, the rogue, Mr. Steven Grudy. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, guys. Take care and have yourselves a great rest of your day. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.